Hello and welcome to episode number nine, season two of the Felsafe Fitness Podcast. My name, as always, is Michael Joshua. I am the owner and lead programmer for Felsafe Fitness Limited. Welcome to the show. It's going to be an interesting one this week. It might be a little bit longer. I mean, we started the podcast, it was about 15, 20 minutes long, edging to half an hour. <clears throat> Specials, obviously, we're encroaching into the 90-minute mark. But now we've got a little bit more, we've got a little bit of a rhythm going, and obviously I've got more to share with you in terms of exercise, nutrition, and the promotions that I've got going on throughout the business. So, welcome to the show. Strap yourselves in, it's going to be an interesting one this week, as you can tell from the title. Thrusters, Alcohol and Breaking 100... We are starting a new series in terms of the golf side, and I'm going to try and educate a few people about you and alcohol, and what it goes through in your body and in your system. And of course, exercise of the week. And I've got uh, two or three promotions going on as well, and ways to purchase those. So strap yourselves in, it's going to be a good fun one. And we'll start off with what I've been doing this week. <coughs> And basically this week, the same as every week, uh, signing new clients and getting some golf in myself. And it's been a very good, very interesting week. Sun has been shining, a little bit of rain here and there. But other than that, it's been an enjoyable week. New clients have come on board. Obviously, I still have a couple of those packs left if you do want them. It's going to be very limited supply now if you do want to come and have some lessons of golf performance at the Himley Hall Golf Club in the West Midlands you've got very few opportunities to come and get them there are a couple of those packs left so please 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 get in touch and there are some new ways to get in touch which I'll get into a little bit later so yeah I mean my game this week in terms of my golf game and what I've been up to uh, played Tuesday night I actually put all the flags out at the golf course and I played awful first four holes it was a three putt double three putt or sorry, three putt triple three putt triple I got a birdie and then an eight but then part my way home so if I hadn't played the first four holes I probably would have been okay <laughs> and then I played again the day after and shot 41 which is about where I need to um, playing off a 13-5 handicap in competitions this year, I will get five shots. And those five shots means that I will actually need to shoot 41 or better. And breaking 80 is where I should be at. So anywhere between 38 and 44, 42, 43 is going to keep me at the handicap and get me down to about single figures by the end of the year. At least by my calculations. So hopefully I can do that. Putting has been terrible. Um, I have started doing the pace drill that I started this show with, which is three golf balls, hit one with your eyes shut, then try and match that with your eyes open and hit that other golf ball. So that's a very good drill. It has helped me over the, you know, the second round and the round I played this weekend at a different golf course uh, to which I shot 84. So not too bad off a par 70 golf course 
I was 14 over par, which is basically my handicap. So I shot my I shot my handicap, which was good. And on a course I hadn't played for a while. New clients, obviously, golf season has started. I've had a couple of people come in. Usual story of I'm not hitting it well for tee. I'm not hitting my irons very well. Uh, my approach into greens isn't great. My recovery shots, which is one I, I a lot of people don't admit it, but they don't like to admit that their recovery shots aren't great. We all like to see a gap and try and go for it, but that hasn't happened. I actually had someone admit they don't know how to hit a ball low. They've got very forgiving irons, which are designed to launch the golf ball. So we've managed to find them a... It's going to sound really silly, but it's either hitting a three-wood or a hybrid, or maybe even a, a driver off the deck, just to get it 20, 30, 40 yards out of trouble onto the middle of a fairway, can save you a shot or two on a hole. And so I've, I've taught them that, you know, take your longest iron, play it like a big putt, hit it 30, 40 yards, get it back into the middle of the fairway instead of trying to hit that hero shot. And it's something that I never thought I'd have a client say to me this year, but they just wanted to learn how to hit the ball lower. And it's not about hitting the ball lower per se, it's about picking the right club for the job. And when you're stuck under trees, which, you know, the golf course I'm at has a lot of trees, it's tree-lined golf course, so it's going to have a lot of trees. When you're stuck in or stuck under those, trying to hit a pitching wedge, chip a pitching wedge out from underneath the branches, etc., is very hard. So just a little a bump with a four iron or a little tap with a driver or a three wood has a massive effect on getting the ball out into the middle of the fairway so you've got a shot of hitting the green in three or four, whatever. Instead of trying to play that hero shot, it goes 10 feet or it just fires back into the trees one side or the other of the golf course. So, yeah, it's been a a great thing to see that people are now trusting the fact that I can give them options and performance play. And it's good to see that that relationship is building with, with some clients. Obviously, my golf's been pretty good itself. And moving forward into the you know training and nutrition side, I've signed a couple of clients for the nutrition. I've got a couple of new training clients. So it all is good. Business week has been very interesting. If I've done a couple of long nights, a couple of long hours, but managed to get my golf game into some sort of shape. There's a lot of work for me to do to get it down to single figures. But all in all, a very interesting week. And as I say... Um, I've got a, a little new way of, of booking some sessions and also the three for two promotion isn't pulled from the website per se. Um, I can actually book that for you, but there's been a little bit of confusion because the my original site isn't quite putting the three for two correctly. Um, so what I'm saying is any three for two clients, especially golf clients up until the 1st of July, email me with your details or ring me in person with your details and over the phone we will book you your three for two sessions because all three for twos are prepay um, or I, I can take them take it in person when you've booked it and had your first lesson we can prepay for the three for two or six for nine so there's a maximum of three 
three for two promotions you can purchase. Uh, website got a little confused with that. So to clarify, if you want three for two, please get in touch. Email me three for two promotion in the subject matter, or ring me uh, on the contact info in the description and we will book that in for you and we'll get it paid in person in advance as it should be while we sort out the little small issue the website has had obviously three for two is still going on for nutrition and uh, weight management as well as the personal training side of things you've got just over a week of that promotion to go if you do want to get on board and get yourself sorted for the summer. The summer is almost here. It's the fifth. You've probably got, what, five, maybe, four, maybe five, six weeks. You can definitely lose, you know, three to five kilo and build some muscle in the next, you know, five or six weeks without problem on the programs that I've got available to me. So please do get in touch. And that's the first promotion is the three for two. Get in touch with me personally either via email or on the phone and we can sort that out for you and book you in and that applies to all of the clients up until the 1st of July for the golf and up until the 1st of June for the nutritional weight management and the strength and conditioning guys and girls And that's my week. So that's the first promotion out of the way, and that's my uh, been my week so far. A few technical issues, but hey, we're living in a world of modern technology. I mean, sometimes playing golf, it's a very simple sport. There, there isn't a lot of differences in equipment in terms of that's an iron, that's a wood, that's a putter, that's a wedge. Once you've got pretty much one of each of those, you're probably set to go around most golf courses, and you know it's just fitting in the way you swing that piece of equipment and the same with uh, weight training etc you know kettlebells dumbbells barbells they're all the same as long as you can show good form and control over that piece of equipment you're going to get stronger you're going to get fitter and the same with golf you're going to get stronger you're going to get fitter you're going to hit crisper strikes etc etc so sometimes living in a being in a digital world when most that you do is a very um, equipment based like real world application it gets frustrating when that the, the digital side of things tends to fail and I think a lot of people out there know, know that, that kind of pain so we're going to go on to our exercise of the week um, and this is an exercise that I first really came across when doing CrossFit uh, but it's a very beneficial exercise when it comes down to everyday life, strength and conditioning. And of course, you know, playing sports of any kind, but golf in particular can help build some, some good strength, especially in the legs and the shoulders. And it's a good overall uh, exercise to do. And that exercise is the thruster. So if you don't know what a thruster is, you basically take it, you clean a barbell, or you have a couple of kettlebells and a couple or a couple of dumbbells. You start with them at your shoulders. So you clean them. You can as a, as a barbell in CrossFit, you could squat clean them to your shoulders, and then so you're in a full squat, 
and you stand up and then you press the barbell, dumbbell or kettlebell over your head, kettlebells over your head, one in each hand or obviously barbell is one barbell. If you're doing it with two barbells, fair play. Um, but thrusters can build strength and power and serious amounts of muscle mass very quickly because it's a whole body movement. You're using your legs, your arms, your shoulders, your back, your core. You know, it's a whole body, full function movement. Um, and, you know, strength athletes can benefit. Olympic weightlifters clearly benefit from this. You know, functional fitness CrossFit athletes do it all the time in their workouts. And for general fitness, it's a, a wonderful exercise for general fitness. Uh, finding exercises with a, a big bang for their book, this one is pretty key. Um, so it's a whole body movement, you know, I'd say again, legs, core, arms, shoulders, back. It's a great way of building muscle and burning fat. And obviously for beginners, they can learn to do, you know, it, it's a good exercise to help them learn how to front squat and front load either a barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell. And it's brilliantly challenging to the body. So it builds total power throughout the entire body. Uh, as a, an Olympic weightlifter, I used them particularly to help receive a, a barbell in the cleaning position. It also helps build that core strength. It develops you know, stability in that core, making it uh, you know, under a dynamic load, especially if you're playing the likes of tennis, or cricket, golf, uh, and football, where you're twisting and you're turning. It can help build, you know, it builds dynamic load on, on the core muscles to help give you uh, a great balance and you know, tension development to help the transitions you know, from a squat or rotationally through a golf ball. It's it also going to build, obviously, your triceps and your shoulders with the overhead pressing movement and then reinforcing an upright torso and a squat. So whether you're front-loading or back-loading back a squat, front or back squats, this is going to help kind of balance you out because you can do it with a barbell and mainly front load or you can do it with kettlebells and dumbbells where you can kind of centrally load but it's going to help you maintain an upright position because if you're too far forward it's going to the weight's going to pull you forward too far back you're going to fall over so it's a great exercise go and give the thruster a go there is a blog post about the thruster on the website so it goes through in detail of the five more benefits and a little bit more detail of what uh, you know different types of athletes can do with a thruster. So go and check that blog post out, but I recommend it. Add it into your program. If you don't like squatting with a barbell, this is a perfect way to load the body without having this massively long bar out in front of you or out behind you. You can use a kettlebell and a dumbbell have different weights you can either do light 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 and lo light and loads of reps or you can do heavy and shoot and low reps you can you can certainly get your bang for your buck out of this exercise and I recommend it that everybody does at least this at least you know once or twice a month just to build some extra muscle add it into a little workout of the day or as a little workout or a mini sort of cardio workout at the end of a session <clears throat> and that is your exercise of the week people go and give the thruster a go
talking of thrusting things, a lot of people have a bit of a dodgy short game. They thrust the ball, they club through the ball, they're chunking, they're fatting, they're thinning, they're blading the golf ball through the green, over a bunker, into their friends. And, you know, everybody wants to get a bit better. So, as of Sunday, the 21st of May, and every Sunday going forward, you can come to my Short Game Sundays at Himley Hall Golf Club in the West Midlands. If you do want to come, there is a sign-up sheet in the club shop. And there is also, you can book online. There is a new link to book online for individual sessions. So Short Game Sundays, £5.00. Golf performance at £20 a session. We've got uh, nutrition and weight management and personal training are all on there as individual purchases for a session. Short Game Sundays is going to be limited to just 10 people. So first come, first serve basis. The people who book online and the people who book in the club shop. It's a first come, first serve basis. So whoever books first, you can pre-book it £5 online. Or you can pay in person, cash or card, at the golf club. If you are coming to Short Game Sundays, 11am every Sunday moving forward. And this week it is going to be a good one. So it's going to be a Short Game Sunday. And it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful little session. Obviously this is going to be, it's pre-recorded. This podcast doesn't come out until the Monday, unfortunately. But if you do miss this one, I will probably repeat it a little bit later down the line. So the session is going to be the Lee Trevino style of chipping. So in and around the greens, he took the stance of the closer you are to the green, the less loft you take. And that is kind of the stance I took last year on my short game. And I got myself, it probably saved me two or three shots around. So instead of trying to float a 60 degree lob wedge six feet and getting it to stop like a professional, you're going to take a little eight iron or maybe even a four iron and play a putt with that club and get it closer. So that's what I'm teaching this Sunday. Obviously, it'll be a little bit later, but the week after that is going to be playing out of uh, dodgy lies. So the, I think it's going to be like the 5th of June. 4th of June, I think the 4th or 5th of June, it's going to be dodgy lies. So playing out of a divot, playing out of a thick rough, playing out of a, something behind the ball, mud on the ball, things like that. Playing those shots the week after. So if you do want to join, it's £5. You can book online. The link is in the description of the podcast. Or it is also in the description of Himley Hall Golf Club or Failsafe Fitness on Instagram. So you can book via those. Or obviously if you're at Himley Hall Golf Club, you can actually book via the sign-in sheet and pay on the day. <clears throat> and that's the second promotion gone out of the way. So we're going to talk about the next thing on the title of the show. And that is going to be you and alcohol. So we all like a drink everybody most people i know anyway like to have a bit of a beer now and again a glass of wine so what i'm going to talk to you about today is 
a little bit of what alcohol is and how it affects the body. So, and a few little facts about alcohol as well. So, I mean, some things that people talk about in terms of alcohol, you know, whether it's good, whether it's bad, there are some benefits of drinking alcohol. There are also a lot of uh, negatives to drinking alcohol. And there's a few things that people don't kind of understand. So we're going to start in terms of checking how much alcohol is in your wine or your spirits or your beer. Uh, and no alcohol beverage is 100% alcohol. Uh, it's alcohol plus water. And if it's wine or beer, there's some residue of whatever food, whether that be barley, hops, grapes or whatever, um, is in it and what it was made of. The label term ABV or alcohol by volume shows the amount of alcohol as a percentage of all the liquid in the container. For example, if your bottle or can holds 10 ounces of liquid, one ounce of that is alcohol, the product is 10% alcohol by volume. And the alcohol content divided by the total amount of liquid multiplied by 100. And I think that's pretty straightforward. So if you've got a, you know, a litre bottle of, of whatever, and you know, 100 millilitres of that is whatever, it's 10%. So the other term for ABV, or alcohol by volume, is proof, which is an older term to describe alcohol. Um, but the term proof is actually two times the ABV. So if you've got a wine that's 10% alcohol, it's actually 20% proof, if that makes sense. Not a lot of people know that, and that's, that's very interesting to know. You know, these things are all regulated by our governments and of course ABV especially here in the UK you may see some deals on spirits and, and wines um, and obviously some clearance offers etc etc but there is a minimum amount of money that you can sell per ABV so pints of beer obviously have less alcohol in them so they can be sold at a lesser price than a bottle of wine which are sold at a lesser, lesser price than a glass of whiskey or a bottle of whiskey because there's more alcohol or more, they're more proof so obviously the more alcohol content in the bottle the more money has to be by tax and of course by percentage of beverage they have to charge more money for that because obviously it's a little bit more damaging um, and the journey alcohol takes through your body is very different to other things. Other foods are being digested before being absorbed into your cells. But alcohol flows directly through your body's membranes and into your bloodstream. So it carries to nearly every tissue and organ. Um, and I'm going to explain that to you now. So obviously we take a sip of alcohol in our mouth. Uh, and the proteins on the surface of your mouth um, 
start to metabolize and digest the alcohol as soon as you put it in. So every time you put something in your mouth, that your saliva glands obviously fire up and then they start to attack and already start to digest whatever's going in there. And obviously alcohol is a very unique substance. Um, and they affect, you know, genders and eth ethnicities very differently. Um, ladies, for instance, um, tend to not secrete as much gastric um, dehydrogenase, which is the thing that, that starts to attack alcohol. So as a result, um, the unmetabolized alcohol flows from the stomach into the bloodstream much quicker than it does a man. <clears throat> which is the reason, girls, why some of you girls don't handle your alcohol very well. Because you tend not to make this enzyme to break alcohol down as much, which means it gets straight into your bloodstream a bit quicker. Most of alcohol, as we know, or as you should know, stops at the liver. So most of the alcohol that you drink is absorbed through the first part of your small intestine, goes to the large blood vessels, into the liver, where the ADH enzyme similar to GHDH enzyme that the ladies don't tend to the dehydrogenase metabolizes the alcohol and then converts it into energy and obviously that energy gets converted into a glucose which obviously is the energy it turns into and a normal healthy liver can process about half an ounce of alcohol that's six to 12 ounces of beer or five ounces of wine or an ounce of spirits an hour. And the rest flows to your heart, which is an interesting journey. So <clears throat> entering the heart, alcohol reduces the force with which that heart muscle contracts. So when you're drinking alcohol, it does actually, which is the probably the, the, the sensation you get um, of you kind of releasing and letting go. It relaxes your body, it relaxes your, your blood pressure, and it can temporarily make your blood pressure go down. The contractions return to normal, but the blood vessels may remain relaxed, and the lower blood pressure can last about half an hour. <clears throat> At the same time, the alcohol flows in the blood from the heart through the pulmonary veins into the lungs. And now every time you breathe out, you're actually breathing out a little bit of alcohol. Which, that's pretty crazy when you think about it. You, you ingest that alcohol, it goes through your stomach, and then obviously a lot of it gets caught by the liver and turned into energy because of the sugar that's in it. The glucose gets turned into some kind of energy. But obviously if it doesn't quite get there and gets absorbed quickly by the stomach, it then travels into your heart and you're breathing it out. And yeah, bringing out alcohol is probably not a good thing for you in the long term. And obviously slowing down your heart can also have a, a big problem, especially if you've got um, a heart disease or you, you don't know you've got heart disease because slowing down that, that heartbeat can have very detrimental effects. But alcohol makes the blood vessels expand, warms blood flows up from the centre 
of your body to the surface of the skin. And you may or may not have heard the term, but the, the, the term is Asian glow. So a lot of Asian people, same as you young ladies out there, tend to get a bit of a, a, a red cheeks, red faces, uh, quite a, a blush complexion when they drink alcohol, purely because they don't create enough of this, this digestive enzyme and it gets soaked into the bloodstream much quicker than it should do. And it tends to obviously rise and open up the blood vessels and the pores in their face. You tend, you guys, you Asian people out there and you ladies do tend to go quite a blush color red because that's the reason. And obviously, alcohol does have some effects on your health. So obviously, there have been some studies, and it's been linked to what's called moderate drinking of no more than one drink a day for a lady, and no more than two drinks a day for men. It's a moderate amount of alcohol, not only reduces stress, which we can all attest to that, I think, but also has beneficial effects on various parts of the body, for example, um, reducing the risk of developing or dying from heart disease, um, because obviously it opens up the blood vessels in the heart, so it, 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 it relaxes them so they don't get blocked. Reducing your risk of ischemic stroke, a stroke that's due to narrowed or blocked blood vessels in your brain, again, because the alcohol goes through your system and actually relaxes and opens up blood vessels. It's a good thing. And there's also a study done by the Mayo Clinic that it reduces your risk of developing diabetes. So that's the good news of alcohol. But the bad news is that some of these studies aren't fully conclusive. And some studies applaud the effects of moderate drinking on the heart are less reassuring about the relationship between alcohol and cancer. So, you know, the National Cancer Institute says that some people who smoke and drink are at higher risks of cancers of the mouth and the throat and the liver. And obviously the liver is the thing that takes the biggest brunt of alcohol. So basically what I'm trying to say here is that alcohol has a good and bad effect. And it's everything's in moderation, right? I mean, I'm a <clears throat> nutrition and weight management guy. And I know that some people like to go and have a drink on a Friday and Saturday night. They like to go and have a drink on Thursday and Friday night. They might even enjoy a, a couple of glasses of wine two or three times a week just to relax from coming home from work. And there clearly isn't a massive problem with that but when you're drinking a bottle of night of uh, a bottle of wine a night excuse me a bottle of wine a night i'll get my words out or you're drinking a, a three four pack of cans or you're in the pub after work every night it can have a very good bad detrimental effect on your body especially your liver so all i'm trying to say is with alcohol is Everything in moderation, the same as your fat, same as your protein, same as your carbs, same as your, your ready meals, the same as everything in life. If you do everything in moderation, 
you will live longer, you'll be healthier, and you'll be a much happier person. But if you, unless you're medically told to, then cutting everything out all at once is a problem. And if you're having too much of something, it is a problem. So moderation is the key. And if you need any pointers for this, please get in touch and I will do my best to help you. And that's all I wanted to say, alcohol and you. It's, it's a, an interesting subject. There's a lot of things that I've just said might take a little while to soak in. Information on ABV, for example, and the way it's digested, etc. But alcohol can be a problem, but it's only a problem if you make it a problem. That's all I'm trying to say. Moving on. And obviously, again, another promotion from me. Again, it's a golf promotion. And everyone who comes to Short Game Sundays and everyone who comes to a lesson over the next six weeks on the 1st of July, I'll be giving away my first pressure putt system. So pressure putt is very much like pure putt. So it's uh, a little putting cup that folds in half. There's a little hole in the middle. So for perfect putt, it will sit in that hole. And obviously when you're putting up and into it, it'll roll up as if it's holed. But obviously the farther it rolls back is that if you'd have missed that putt, that's how far it would have gone past. So it's a great little, little piece of tech. It's a simple piece of tech worth about 20 quid. And I'm going to give away five of these this year. And if anybody does want to get in, you're either going to have to come to Short Game Sundays or you're going to have to book a lesson with me at Hindley Hall Golf Club. And every lesson, every every Short Game Sundays that you turn up, your name will go into a hat for that monthly draw. The more times you come, the more chances you've got of winning. And I'll give away a pressure pot to someone at least once a month on the first of the month starting the first of july and this is where we do definitely get into the golf side of things um breaking 100 new series i'm going to do breaking 100 breaking 80 breaking 90 so the first thing i'm going to get into is breaking 100 and it's tee shots so getting safely off the tee is a prerequisite to scoring well. Hitting your drive in the fairway not only allows you to play your next shot from you know, the optimal position in, the, in that fairway, it also has a positive effect on your mental outlook on the way you're playing the game. Because if you hit a drive in the trees and then you've got to chip out, but you don't chip out like my client earlier on, who hasn't learned to, hit, learned to hit a 20, 30 yard bump down the fairway to get it into the middle of the fairway safely, and you've clipped another tree and it's six feet in front of you, or you've tried to hit a five iron and now it's 60 feet behind you back on the another fairway, it can make a detrimental effect on your state of mind. And of course, it's ruining your scorecard at the same time. The good news is that your tee shot is one full swing shot and choosing your target and being able to hit that target isn't a million miles away. 
So your choice of driving club as well is crucial. So if you know you only you hit a driver 200, and 200 yards and you know there's bunkers 190 in the fairway, why are you still trying to hit your driver? You know, hit a 4-5 iron, maybe even a hybrid short of those bunkers. I mean, we've got one of those. The third at Himley is a, a relatively short par 4. So it's about 200 and I think it's 235 or 240 total uh, to the middle from whatever it is. Uh, plays as a par 3 for the men on the back 9. Uh, on off the competition tees but it's a par 4 as of normal but 190 to 195 yards there is a quite a wide 2 feet ditch which is about 2 feet 2 feet wide and about 2 foot deep so you've either got to hit a carry that to you've got to be able to carry a, a shot 200 yards in carry or you've got to hit something short of that at about 190 and the amount of people that you know pick the wrong club on there is shocking. Or they just they hit a poor shot left and right. So being able to pick a target and pick a club off the tee is a a great benefit to putting you in the right mindset. Because if you can put a five iron in the middle of middle of that fairway and then hit a, a you know a seven or eight iron into the green, it's better than hitting a driver into the ditch, taking a drop. And you're already hitting your fourth shot before you've even got to the green. It can have a great, great effect on your scores, especially when you're trying to break a hundred. So being aware of how far you hit your golf clubs again off the tee, um, and picking the right club for the job is crucial to breaking a hundred. And how to hit more fairways as well. So. Everybody has a natural ball flight, whether that be a massive slice or a massive hook or a draw or a fade. Everybody has one or the other. And it doesn't matter which one of these you are. All you need to know and all you need to do is set yourself up. So if you slice your tee shot, tee it up on the right hand side of the tee box and then aim down the left hand side and then hopefully you're not one of these people that's a low slicer or a low hooker but especially at Himley that wouldn't do you very well but if you're one of these that hits a big high cut or a big high draw slice and hook <laughs> then obviously teed up to the opposite side aim at the side the ball starts on and hopefully if you if you aim at that side that ball will either slice or fade back into the into the opposite side of the fairway but at least you'll be hitting a fairway and not hitting it out not standing there on the left hand side of the fair left hand side of the tee box hitting trying to hit it down the middle of the fairway knowing that you've got this big left and right miss but if you're still on the right hand side of that tee box and you're aiming down the left hand side of the fairway maybe just maybe that slice will turn into a big power fade You'll get your ball will go down the left-hand side of that fairway and then fade back into the middle or at worst into the right-hand side of the fairway. So that's my first couple of tips is picking the club off the tee to do the job. And obviously when you're teeing it up, if you do have a miss, whether that be a big hook or a big draw, a big, big draw, 
a big hook or a big slice. Then tee it up at the opposite side and aim at that left hand side if you're a slicer, or tee it up at the right hand on the left hand side and aim at the right hand side of the fairway. And hopefully that hook will bring it to the left, or that slice will bring it back to the right, and you'll be on the fairway. And hitting that fairway like that, even though it's not fixing the fundamental problem of your hook or slice, you're actually going to hit a fairway. And you're going to have a chance to be hitting your next shot from the short grass and not a tree or another fairway. So and that's my, uh, my tip of the week in terms of your golf. So knowing your miss and aiming to suit that miss. And also the other tip, two tips this week, is knowing your yardages off the tee. Because if you're trying to hit a driver off of a two, over a 200-yard carry and you only go 200 yards total, you probably need to change that golf club. And that's it for me this week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, go and see the links in the show notes. So there is a purchase site. There is a website for the blog and information on what I can do for you. Take a look at the blog as well. So training, the thrusters and benefits. There's also a workout sheet that I've posted on there this week. Um, totally no equipment required. Go and take a look at it. It's a at-home workout or anywhere workout with uh, no prerequisites of equipment. You can do it perfectly on your own. No equipment required. If you're trying to break 100, make sure that you are picking the targets to your miss and that you know your distances off the tee. They're going to have a massive benefit when it comes to breaking 100. We've covered alcohol and you, the effects that it has on certain demographics and a what happens to your body when you drink it, the good and bad things that happen when you drink it. And also, we have covered the thruster, a wonderful exercise that is going to build muscle for everybody, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a golfer, whether you're wanting to improve your everyday health. Bang for your buck, this thruster exercise is one of the best there's a blog post about it go and read that it'll give you all the benefits and all the lowdown on this wonderful exercise don't forget next week as well we will be doing some more of this so we will be going through some more nutrition tips we've got some more on breaking the 100 tips for you golfers we'll have another great exercise for you to do and some more information on the blogs that I am putting out as well. And I'll be the last promotion I'll do as well for the three for two. Because I think I'm going to be pretty much fully booked throughout until July. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure. This has been the Failsafe Fitness Podcast with me, Michael Joshua. This has been Thrusters, Alcohol and Breaking 100. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye.